Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Going back to the After Hours Game of the Week poll that we started on Friday morning and that continued into Sunday morning, before the second round of games kicked off, I guess if you consider Dolphins and Chiefs to be the first round of football on Sunday from Frankfurt, Germany, history there. It was a back and forth throughout the weekend between your top choices for game of the week. Ultimately, while the Cowboys and Eagles finished at 34% of the vote, it was Dolphins and Chiefs that won the poll that you selected with 38% of the vote. Bills and Bengals, 20% of the vote. That was Sunday Night Football. And then another battle of first place teams, Seattle and Baltimore. You all didn't think that was very scintillating, interesting, fascinating, entertaining. You were projecting, of course, but you thought that one not quite as attractive. And as it turns out, if what you were looking for was an even battle and a competitive fight, well, you were right. But it underscores where the Ravens are now. And also that defense, one of the best in the NFL. We got to look at the rest of the AFC North Steelers are on a bye this weekend, but we've talked about the Bengals now five and three. They've won four in a row. Everybody looking up the Ravens in the North, the toughest division in football. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Excited to hang out with you these next three hours and talk about what we saw in the NFL this weekend. Definitely seeing the number of backup quarterbacks and the number of rookie quarterbacks affecting many teams, and their ability to really hang and be competitive. It's one thing to have a backup QB. It's entirely another to have a backup quarterback who's a rookie and who's forced into duty long before he's ready. And yet that's what we're seeing in many places. We're not talking about C.J. Stroud and not even Bryce Young, though the learning curve, especially with the people around him, They're not a complete roster in Carolina. He's still working it out. Rookie quarterbacks giveth and they taketh away. C.J. Stroud just happens to be head and shoulders above the rest of them. But we've seen nine of them start games this year. Nine of them. That includes this week, Jaron Hall for the Vikings, though he did not last even one half. He's now in concussion protocol. And it includes Clayton Toon for the Cardinals. And there's a tie there 
that we will underscore as we move forward, but guess who would have been starting for the Cardinals had he not been traded to Minnesota just in time for not only a fourth quarter comeback, but a game in which he was flying blind and yet aggressive and embracing the opportunity. When we get to our Monday MVP poll, Josh Dobbs better be part of it. You want to look for that on Twitter, A Law Radio, or on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, and also on our Facebook page, again, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. And by the way, if you do check out Twitter or social media, I shared a post from Damar Hamlin because even though he was inactive for the game between the Bills and the Bengals, It was his return to Cincinnati in a football capacity. He's been back there before now. But it was early January when he had cardiac arrest on the field. And it was members of the Bills and Bengals training staffs, as well as the University of Cincinnati medical staff that saved his life. And he shared a photo on Sunday a picture of him with members of that medical staff from UC. He had dinner with them and also surprised them with a scholarship named after each of them to support kids in Cincinnati as they chase their dreams. So DeMar Hamlin, even though right now he's not on the field week in and week out, he's been inactive more than he's been active on the Bills roster. He is very active in using this second chance, this opportunity, this money that was donated to him and his foundation. He's using it for good all over the country. It's been really impressive. I do hope he can play football again because that's what he wants to do. He decided he wouldn't give it up. It's a passion of his, but he also recognizes that he's got a greater calling now. So check out that photo on my Twitter, A-Law Radio. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's talk about the AFC North. Bengals with four straight wins. But it's the Ravens who are on top of the division right now. And boy, are they making quick work of some other teams in the league that are considered contenders. Lamar from under center. Gus Edwards alone in the backfield. They give us in the ball. Straight up the middle. He's got a hole. He flips in. Touchdown, Ravens. And the bus rolls into the end zone for a fourth time in the last two weeks. Double tight ends to the right. Give us the Gus running up the middle. Pushing the pile forward. Finds a crease. He's in. Touchdown, Gus Edwards. For a second time today. Jerry Sandusky on Ravens radio. And yeah, this was a game in which the slow start didn't didn't indicate what would come for these two first place teams. Or I should say, didn't indicate what would come for one of the first place teams. (laughs) Gus Edwards with a pair of short rushing touchdowns that put Baltimore up 14-0. And... In addition to the two scores, there were four turnovers in the first half. So there's why it was a bit of a slow start. Though the Ravens were up by 14 at half. 
And there's still some missed opportunities there for the Ravens. One of the issues that they encountered in the first month of the season, first six weeks of the season, poor production in the red zone, not capitalizing on their chances in the red zone. And in the third quarter against Seahawks, it's a pair of field goals. And one of them comes after nearly eight minutes with the football. So there's two things working there. Number one, you're wearing out the opposing defense when you hold the ball for eight minutes, especially when you are grinding and pounding them into submission. So a lot of handoffs in this game, a lot of handoffs, which is challenging for any defense. But still, you'd rather come away with seven You feel like you left something out there when you have the ball for eight minutes and you settle for three points. Finally, they get back in the end zone and it's a Keaton Mitchell 40-yard rush in traffic that put them up 30-3. to And so once they did that, they felt comfortable in pulling Lamar Jackson. Though... They still had a little more pizzazz for the fourth quarter. The offense comes to the line of scrimmage with 6-19 left to play in the ballgame. Ravens in front, 30-3. Justice Hill in the backfield. Huntley wants to throw. Lobs in the back corner of the end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown! OBJ, his first is a Raven. After the Super Bowl, I was just talking to myself, and I was like, I just can't go out like that. You know, I've dedicated so much to this game. I don't care if it was – I worked all this time to get back on the field for one catch. Um, I'm going to give it everything I got this year. So, truly, I mean, God, God's – he's got a sense of humor. You know, for the touchdown to come on a birthday, um, I, I couldn't ask for a better present. How about that? On Baltimore Ravens Twitter, OBJ acknowledging this was the best birthday present ever. And it comes from Tyler Huntley. So the the touchdown pass is not from Lamar. It's from Tyler Huntley. But it's on Odell's birthday. His first one is a Raven. First one since he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. Going back to the Rams win. Remember that? That feels like forever ago. It would have been February of 22. This is first touchdown since then. Not quite two years, but getting close. But nice luxury to have that you don't need your starting quarterback in the game in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson didn't have any touchdowns, but he did account for nearly 250 total yards. If we playing like that, we don't even need to hit no peak or stride. Just keep staying locked in how we are and just playing every opponent the same way. You know, physicality, um, being smart. Uh, and defending what's ours, you know, our home turf. That's what makes him special. Um, you know, he, he, he causes defenses uh, to, to be disciplined at all times uh, because he's that special with the ball. Jamal Adams knows Lamar Jackson is a load. Everyone knows that Lamar Jackson is a load. How about this? 515 total yards for the Ravens in this game, 300 of which are rushing yards. 300 rushing yards for the Ravens. And they possessed the ball 40 minutes out of 60. And that's even with two turnovers. And so there are still missed opportunities in there. As for the defense, one of the best in the NFL, giving up just three points 
barely 150 yards, sacking Geno Smith four times. And how about this? The Seahawks go one for 12 on third down. The coverage got the quarterback to hold the ball. And then the rush got there a number of times. I mean, they're going to be frustrated in the ones they didn't get him down when he got when he moved out of there a little bit. But um, I thought our coverage was outstanding, and our and our rush got there. That kind of works together. They went to work, and we didn't stop them, and uh, we couldn't make any first downs and couldn't convert on third down. And so it's just a really hard, long day against a really good team, and they took uh, they they took it to us. So um, I got to give them a lot of credit. It's what are we going to do when we come back on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday to get back on track and not let this define us? I would like that this game was maybe a marker that this is where things shifted and we came right back and got back on track. Pete Carroll always looking for the silver lining. Is this a turning point? Can the team rally and get right back on track? Now, because the Seahawks lost this game and lost it badly, they are now in a tie with the idle San Francisco 49ers atop the NFC West. So both of those teams at five and three. Gosh, no one in that division is playing its best football right now. Uh, Seahawks just dropped this game, but the Niners have lost three in a row. The Rams have lost three in a row, and the Cardinals have dropped their last six. Of course, maybe they deserve that for trading away their starting quarterback. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Ravens tied with the Chiefs. For the best record in the AFC, both of them are 7-2. and two. Raiders now have four straight wins like the Bengals. Okay, so the Bengals have also won four in a row. Those are two of the hottest teams in football. Steelers off this weekend. The Browns were on the road in... No, they weren't on the road. I take that back. They were hosting the Arizona Cardinals in Cleveland. And even though... It was Clayton Toon, uh-huh, the rookie starting for the Cardinals. You know, the defense wanted to make a statement. I would say a shutout is a pretty big statement. The Browns' defense takes care of business. Meanwhile, Deshaun Watson returns for the offense. Deshaun Watson focuses on the center post. It gets the snap. Back to pass, looking, floats that, and it's deflected in the air. Lands in the hands of Cooper in the end zone for a touchdown. Somebody for Arizona deflected it at the line, and it ballooned into the end zone and into the hands of Amari Cooper for a Browns touchdown. Ford in the backfield with Watson on third down. Back to throw, middle of the end zone. Throws to Njoku for the score. David Njoku with a touchdown grab from Deshaun Watson, his second scoring pass of the day. Deshaun Watson under center, hands it to Hunt, running right side, had some blockers, gets to the goal line and forces his way in for a touchdown. Kareem Hunt on a three-yard touchdown run. He's third of the season. And the Cleveland Browns now have a 26-0 lead. Feels good. I mean, this is what, you know, I've been preparing and training very, very hard to get back to is just to get out there and play free and be able to be very close to myself um, and just go out there and compete and have fun with my teammates. And that's what, you know, today brought. So as the Browns move to five and three, Deshaun Watson is back on the field. No more blips, no more downs or series that he has to miss. No more injuries keeping him out. And we'll see if he can maintain that through the rest of the season. But 219 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Jerome Ford back on the field as well, though there wasn't a whole lot in the way of a run game. As for the Cleveland defense, impressive numbers. And they do really frame how dominant this performance. Three takeaways. So Clayton Toon, the rookie, with three turnovers. 
Seven sacks. So welcome to the NFL, Clayton Toon. The Cardinals go one for 12 on third down. Ooh, it's a rough weekend for the NFC West offenses. And how about this? Speaking of offense, 58 total yards. I didn't even know that was possible in an NFL game. The opponent with net 58 total yards. So the Cleveland D not only made a statement, but never allowed the Cardinals to get off the mat. We took the talents that Schwartz uh, set for us, and, and we, we played with our hair on fire, and you know, guys really responded, and uh, happy they did to, to love them, which they did. Miles hmm. Garrett, right in the middle of everything for the Cleveland Browns. The call's there on the Browns radio network. Clayton Toon took over because Josh Dobbs was traded to the Vikings. On Tuesday, he had started every game to that point. And while they'd only won a single game so far, they put the ball in the hands of Clayton Toon, even as they continued to wait for Kyler Murray to be ready. It's almost like he was a sacrificial lamb. They couldn't honestly have expected against the Browns defense that they would have much traction, especially on the road in the dog pound. But this bad, again, three turnovers by Toon, 17 net yards passing, 17, 17. Sorry, it blows me away. I just keep wanting to say it like it might make more sense. They end up with 58 total yards. I'm not kidding. I didn't even know that was possible in an NFL game. So the Cardinals are going the wrong way. They're one and eight and potentially in line for the number one overall draft pick. That's how it's devolved. That's how the situation has devolved, unraveled. But Kyler Murray would absolutely help. And we see him smiling, walking around. He's down there on the sidelines. Just at this point, they weren't ready to throw him out there. So that's your AFC North. A 7-2 and two Ravens team with three, three teams sitting at 5-3. and We'll pivot to the Vikings next because, yeah, Josh Dobbs. They trade you away. They trade away their starting quarterback. They believe you're expendable. It was something like an 18th round draft pick. That's what they got in, in exchange for him. A whole lot of nothing. Not one time did he practice with the Vikings this week. And yet, in the wake of Kirk Cousins' torn Achilles, the Vikings and Josh Dobbs were still game. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You can find our Monday MVP poll on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on my Twitter. Our Facebook page, too. Glad to have you with us here on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Dobbs dropping back, pressure coming, he'll fight through the pocket and be sacked. Calais Campbell, it's a safety. And C-Note going to drop into a little dirty bird for you. Again, Atlanta had been using a three-man pass rush. He finds a way to get home against Quisenberry, the backup left tackle. 
and gets Dobbs on the ground on his second opportunity to try to throw the ball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. for Minnesota. First and 15, quick throw on the perimeter, and cutting free is Smith. John who sets sail in Atlanta. Scores. And in the tunnel, Jonu Smith goes Snow Angel. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. In Atlanta, the Falcons with West Durham on their radio network. It must have felt like going from bad to worse, adding insult to injury for those Minnesota Vikings because they choose to start the rookie, Jaron Hall. But before the first half is done, in fact, before the first quarter is through, he gets hit on a play near the goal line, trying to get into the end zone. His head bounces on the turf. He's removed from the game. He's checked out, and he's put in concussion protocol. It's Josh Dobbs who takes over. He started the first eight games of the season for the Arizona Cardinals. He got traded on Tuesday because of the Kirk Cousins Achilles injury. Doesn't get into town until a couple days later. Did you know he didn't even take one practice rep before Sunday? And yet there he is pressed into duty. And promptly... Gets tackled in the end zone by Calais Campbell. And there's a safety on his very first possession as a Minnesota Viking. So what was going through his mind when he sees Jaron Hall removed from the game and understands that it's now his job? I've been in, you know, similar situations. First it was, you know, Jaron, get up. I hope he's okay. Um, But then it was, you know, hey, like if you're playing, you got to go out there and and play. Like team still expects you to go out and win and play good football. You know, it's never, you know, in this league, man, there's there's never an excuse for your circumstance. And I learned that from Coach T. You know, usually, you know, people don't really care about your circumstance. They just want to see you succeed given the circumstance you're given. So, 
Um, you know, I, I've been in similar situations backing up Ben where, you know, he goes down, but he gets up and you're like, okay, okay, you're good. Like your heart drops for a second, you're warming up, but he comes back out there. But when they said it was uh, your ball, my job was just go out there and play, play good football, the same football I know how to do and been playing all year. So Josh Dobbs was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers and he refers to Coach T and then Ben. Ben Roethlisberger, his backup for a few years. Coach Tomlin teaching him, we don't do excuses because nobody else cares about your circumstances or your situation. And that is true. We might care in the moment and other teams might care in the moment when a guy gets hurt because no one wants to see peers, colleagues, other guys that you respect, you know how hard they've worked. Nobody wants to see those guys get hurt. But when it comes to competition, you take any leg up that you can get. We make no excuses. We seek no comfort. See what I'm saying? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I love Dobbs' post-game remarks. And really, anytime he's in front of a microphone, he's very thoughtful, obviously very smart. Uh, we talked about this before, but he is literally a rocket scientist. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's that brain of his that is a major weapon. So Dobbs... He's trying to find his footing in this game. And the Falcons, they're just looking for a win. So they can go above 500. So they can be part of the NFC South race. I mean, really, every team is in there. But Dobbs has a fumble early in the third quarter. And it kind of just feels like there's no way. It's too much to ask of him. It's too much to ask of Kevin O'Connell. It's too much to ask of his offensive line and his receivers. Do you know before Sunday he had not thrown one practice pass to his receivers? Not just that, but maybe you've seen the video circulating on social media that shows him on the sidelines with his O-linemen and his offense practicing cadence. It's a nuance that maybe we don't think about as fans very often. But this is a brand new quarterback with a different voice, with a different cadence. If the O-line hasn't heard it and doesn't know what to expect, you know what you get? The hand, uh, the hike, I was going to say the handoff, the hike coming at the wrong time. Offensive linemen false starting because they don't know when to go. Obviously, there can be fumbles, there can be flubbed handoffs, all types of things. And so there he is practicing it on the sidelines. <laughs> and there's video out there if you want to find it. So then he has a fumble early in the third quarter, but that really seemed to be the last major issue for him. He settles into this challenge. He stays aggressive. I love that he is fearless. And really, what has he got to lose? Isn't this his fifth team in the last two seasons? Might as well make the most of the opportunity. Carpe diem, seize the day. And so he's out there flying around like his hair's on fire. Although he doesn't have hair, he's completely shaved. So I guess that's not really appropriate here. Sorry about that. <laughs> Bijan Robinson has a fumble in the second half that puts the ball right back in the hands of Josh Dobbs. Dobbs looks left, shakes the shoulders, gets away from the pressure right, pumps on a Falcons linebacker, shakes the tackle at the 15-10, touchdown! Josh Dobbs! Let's go! 
21-19 Atlanta. It's an 18-yard touchdown run by the new kid in town, Josh Dobbs. It's our friend Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. It ties the game at 21. Taylor Heineke throws an interception. Oh, by the way, he was starting for Desmond Ritter. He was not the story on this Sunday. And that pick leads to a Minnesota field goal. And so it's it's great for the Vikings to be able to get those 10 points off turnovers in the second half. Though Atlanta then has a seven-minute drive, puts the go-ahead score on the board. Tyler Algier with the rushing touchdown. And honestly, you could see what they were trying to do. They didn't want any more mistakes. They didn't want Heineke throwing another pick. And so they go almost entirely run plays trying to keep the ball away from the Vikings offense. How about that? Trying to keep the ball away from Josh Dobbs. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But yeah, they're, they're just trying to take as much time off the clock as they possibly can and put that ball into the end zone. Except, you know, what they used to say about Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, some of the best quarterbacks in the business. They leave a little bit too much time on the clock for Josh Dobbs and the Vikings. Jackson in motion to the right. 11th play of a 69-yard possession. Dobbs back to pass on third down. He stays. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In the pocket, fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Brandon Powell, the former Falcon, has beaten the Atlanta Falcons with a six-yard touchdown pass. Minnesota with 20 seconds to go. Paul, if you had any question to this team's intestinal fortitude, they've been answered. I mean, you had every excuse in the business to not show up today. Backup quarterback, rookie, he goes down. Josh Dobbs, been here about 36 hours. He comes out and is able to move this offense down the field without J.J., without K.J. Osborne. Wow, what a gutsy performance by this Minnesota Viking team today. 
go do what he just did today. I'm, I'm in his in his hometown, and uh, ultimately what he was able to do, uh, he should be very, very proud of what he just did in, in a very competitive game in the National Football League. None of that is possible if he can't come in here and snap counts and formations and knowing where guys go and where they're going to be. I hope people understand what Josh Dobbs was able to accomplish with something very, very special, and uh, I'm really proud of him. If you could hear the headset, there was a lot going on, a lot of jumbleness. <laughs> As I'm communicating, he's communicating to me. Uh, we had a lot going on. We had a lot going on. But it's great. Obviously, Kevin played quarterback, so he knows what I'm going through. So he's able to communicate effectively, like, hey, like this is where you're, what you're looking at. This is what you have on this side of the page. This is what you have on this side of the page. He's able to you know, talk in <laughs> lingos that I've come from to be able to simplify it for me. And uh, then from there, obviously, it's just go out and play. But, you know, I thought the communication was awesome. You know, starting with CO, uh, sorry, starting with Chris. I had a past coach named Chris O'Hare, and we called him CO. So not this one, but starting with Chris on the sideline, but then with Kevin. And then, um, and then to me on the field, you know, the communication was awesome. And it put me in a position to succeed. How can you not like this guy? How can you not like his Cinderella story? Amazing. He will accept any challenge that comes his way. And he'll do it with this positive attitude, no excuses, but also just out there loving the game of football and giving it everything he has. So impressed with him. Now, I got to read you something. This is really funny. I said on Twitter earlier during the game, Good for you, Josh Dobbs, making the most of the situation and giving it everything you've got. And a listener writes back, easy, that's the word he uses, easy to do against Atlanta. All right, let's get one thing straight. First of all, what NFL QBs do is never, quote unquote, easy. Second of all, Dobbs never practiced, never threw a pass to any of these receivers. He wasn't even expected to be on the field. He's barely seen the playbook. He's barely worked with any of his new teammates. The reports out there even indicate he didn't know their last names until they started and got through this game today. He's on a first-name basis only. They need name tags, for heaven's sakes. It's the opposite of easy. Not to mention, the Atlanta defense is not a pushover. I don't think you can underscore how impressive this is for Josh and for Kevin. And he says, and I heard another quote with Josh where he's talking about how it's like having someone in your ear when you're speaking a different language. You go to take an AP, he actually used this analogy. You go to take an AP Spanish test. Of course, he's using an AP analogy. And all the writings in French. And so there's someone in your ear translating it from French to Spanish, so that you can understand it. Help your boy out. (laughs) So for that reason, he's equating the Vikings' play calls and playbook with a foreign language. And Kevin O'Connell is in his ear almost the entire time explaining it, translating it, telling him what's to come. And Josh points out, he's trying to convert it into terms And languages and phrases that I'm familiar with. That's all they could do to get ready for this game. Even Taylor Heineke, who is on the losing end, is impressed by his fellow quarterback. 
When his number's called, he goes out there and plays really well. And the fact that he got traded this week, comes in and plays like that, that's really tough. Being an NFL quarterback, coming in a short week, learning that offense and scoring 31 points, um, you know, kudos to him. It's big of Taylor because this one certainly was painful after they took the lead late, not able to protect it. For all of these reasons and more, Josh Dobbs is one of the candidates for After Hours Monday MVP. You can vote on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, also on our Facebook page. Coming up next, let's talk football in Germany for the first time. Frankfurt, if you will. Chiefs, Dolphins, this was the game that you all chose as the game of the week. Or actually, you know what? Why don't we say that to the top of the hour where I know we have plenty of time. While we're talking about the Vikings, they've won four in a row. They are now above 500. The Lions are off this weekend, but the Packers were playing this weekend, as were the Bears. So we'll see what we can get to in the rest of the NFC North. And then top of the hour, we'll shift our focus across the pond. (laughs) I guess it doesn't matter if I have a British accent for the German game. So let's scratch that from the record. Mind the gap. (laughs) Right. That also doesn't apply in Frankfurt. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Pistol formation, heavy right, and that heavy right is heavy because it's Colin Saunders, Jamal Williams. Uh, uh, I mean, now they reset the play clock, but I mean. Taysom at quarterback, back to throw. Looking, looking, throwing to the end zone, wide open. Juwan Johnson, tight end to tight end. Juwan Johnson, welcome back, baby. Off the field, on the money, and after hours, it's time to talk football with Amy Lawrence. In New Orleans, Taysom Hill with his best game of the season so far against the Chicago Bears. And yeah, early on, Tyson Bagent was looking more comfortable. And Chicago was actually up by a touchdown after he found Cole Komet for a big score. But Derek Carr and his receivers, Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara, I mean, they've got more firepower and once the wheels came off for Bajent, well, the Saints were able to capitalize. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Four Chicago turnovers in the second half. If you're the Saints, all you got to do is take care of your business after those takeaways by your defense. And this one is easy peasy. And yes, I'm being tongue in cheek. Joking because, of course, it's not ever easy like I was saying last segment. So four second half turnovers by the Bears plus a three and out and the ball in the hands of Taysom Hill, who finds Juwan Johnson for the go-ahead score. Real impressive numbers for the Saints offense, seven of 14 on third down, but ultimately it's the defense that does the dirty work. Five takeaways and two sacks. And now the Saints are above 500. And yeah, a lot of times we focus on the offense when it comes to high-powered quarterbacks, when it comes to gaudy numbers on offense. But the defense can be overlooked, and Dennis Allen loves what he saw from that side of the ball. I think the takeaways were outstanding. Um, It wasn't a lot good that I saw defensively. 
Um, but the takeaways were, were outstanding, and that's the difference in the game. We're able to string two in a row in, you know, now after that terrible feeling that we had before the Colts game and, uh, you know, seeing some of the just the fruits of the conversations and the hard work paying off. I like that Derek Carr, similar to Drew Brees, is okay with Taysom Hill being one of those pocket knife type of uh, weapons. And and I don't mean because of the fact that it's a knife, but just because he can do Swiss Army knife, I guess would be a better example. He can do everything. He'll pass. He'll rush. He did have a rushing touchdown today. And actually now he's at this weird level. We just don't see a lot of athletes, even at the NFL level, 11 passing touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns, and now 10 career receiving touchdowns. I mean, look, I I look back at my career and I certainly didn't think that it would have gone the way that it has. But as I hear and I think about stuff like that, you know, it's it's overwhelming. I have a lot of gratitude to be able to be part of this program and play with coaches that are creative enough to give me opportunities. So I, I would say it's really just, you know, a whole lot of gratitude. I love it. And because he is also willing to put his ego aside and do whatever is asked of him, as much as he wants to be a quarterback and he's listed as a quarterback, he also plays receiver or tight end or running back. He'll do whatever is asked of him, and that's what makes him so impressive. It's not just the versatility. It's also the mentality. So Derek Carr does get over 200 yards, has a couple of touchdowns, but this I'll remember as the Taysom Hill game as the Saints are now first place in the NFC South. Meanwhile, the Bears fall to two and seven. And while they're not alone in having seven losses, (laughs) they're at the bottom of the NFC North and Justin Fields still out. Tyson Bajant still starting. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Staying in the NFC North, we know that the Green Bay Packers were desperate for a victory. Jones in the slot right now. He orbit routes to the left, and they fake the pass to Jones. Swing it over the middle. Musgrave, 10, the end zone. Touchdown! And a dagger! Excellent ball fake by... The quarterback, Jordan Love, he found Musgrave wide open at the 10 into the end zone for the touchdown. It's 19-3 Green Bay, under four minutes to go. Wayne Larravee on Packers Radio. Yeah, Aaron Jones carrying more of the load in this game, which takes some of the weight off Jordan Love. Uh, So Jones finally getting back into a rhythm. He's got 73 yards and a touchdown. Green Bay nearly 200 rushing yards. That is a huge recipe for success, especially when their receiving game or their their passing and receiving game is still in flux and still growing. I mean, there were a couple of fumbles. They missed a field goal, uh, but they did put up 10 points in the fourth quarter, including that Luke Musgrave touchdown, uh, his first, by the way. And they caught the Rams at the right time because the Rams had Brett Rippon starting in place of Matthew Stafford, who's got the thumb injury, and they didn't even get into the red zone and didn't even manage 200 total yards. So, yeah, you take what you can get, but nice to see uh, that the offense had a little life for the Packers. The way we were able to start moving the ball, get that rhythm going, and finish with putting ourselves in field goal position was, was big time for us. And, you know, I think it was a good start to keep building this offense, getting that rhythm going, um, going forward.
It was a reflection week, and we wanted to, everybody individually looked at what they wanted to do better, and I think we, we improved, and we're going to keep on improving and keep on this trajectory, but there was a big uh, reflection week is what we called it, and I think we, uh, we did well. How about that? It was labeled Reflection Week, and the Packers get a 17-point win over the visiting Rams, giving those fans there in Green Bay something to cheer about. Uh, but Luke Musgrave, who has three catches and the late score, calls it a Reflection Week. Uh, and for him, as a rookie out of Oregon State, chosen in the second round, it's a big moment. Uh, and I don't know that you can throw the whole thing out the window. Um, It's too early to judge Jordan Love. That's what we've been hearing from the Packers. But I do know this. If you're counting on Jordan Love to win games all by himself, you're barking up the wrong tree. Uh, He does go 20 of 26 in this one, but they need Aaron Jones. They need the run game. And that's one major reason why they won on Sunday. Chiefs and Dolphins next. That's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.